Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello. Welcome to USA Global TV and Radio. My name is Karen Lerius. Let's begin. The seven major chakras are related to the seven major glands of the body. So the seven major chakras are energy centers and they uh, each have a function. And because they're each related to the seven major glands of the body, they actually have a specificity of how they relate in our everyday lives, both physically, emotionally, mentally and behaviorally. Today, we're going to be looking at the second chakra from the bottom. So the color is orange and it's known as the sacral chakra. So the sacral chakra, its, it's Sanskrit name is Swadhisthana and it is also known as the emotional center. This is where our feelings and emotions are stored and it's orange in color and depicted on the, on the left-hand side of the screen. So Swadhisthana's meaning, Zva means self. So this is the self. This is who you are showing up to be in your everyday world. Adhisthana means rule or dwelling place. So it's your home. And it's the place that you reside in, in terms of the way that you show up in your everyday life. And self, and, and this is about who the self rules. So you are ruling self in this particular chakra. So this is all about you and how you show up in the world, physically, emotionally, especially, and mentally. So the sacral chakra, which is the second chakra up, it's subvertor is related to guilt and shame. Now, the glands associated with this chakra are the reproductive system, which is the gonad glands. In women, it's the ovaries, and in men, it's the testes. So the element that's associated with this, this sacral chakra is water. And water is where our emotions are. And you might hear some people say, I feel that in my water, or that feels like um, I can hear the water flowing, or I can feel it, I need to go and experience it in my water. So this is all about the emotions, the flow of the feelings. The sensory that's related to the chakra is taste and the tongue. And this is all about how you taste and zest for life. This is your fun, your spontaneity and your zest for life. 
the elemental developmental stage of the chakra is six to 18 months. Now, if you consider a baby that's crawling around on, on, the, on the floor and they're moving around uh, from six months to about 18 months, and there's nothing that you can say to them that will stop them going to explore and experience. You might turn around and say, no, you can't do that. You can't go there. Don't eat the mud out of the plant pot. And they'll always go and explore because it's all about how it feels and how it tastes. So the chakra from six to 18 months, this is where we're really exploring. It's our desire for movement and exploration. And it's our childlikeness. It's our fun of spontaneity, because it doesn't matter how many times you say no to the child, the child will always go and explore. This is also related to intimacy. Now, intimacy breaks down into intimacy. Now, what do I mean by that? Usually when we talk about intimacy, we look at how we're relating to others, how our intimacy doesn't work with someone else. The intimacy is actually all about us. We usually translate that to, I don't feel intimate with that person. There's no intimacy here. And we usually put it on the other person that something's not right. The intimacy is all about us. It's only about us. And so if we're putting our finger out, complaining at the person, this is actually one finger at the other person and three fingers back to the power of the thumb back to us. So intimacy is always about our own relationship. It's relationship first for us and how that extends to the other person. So we're always relating to other people and other things. So when we're not feeling good, we can change it. We can change the way that we're experiencing life, both to others and to ourselves. And that is that we're in control because we can change. If something's not good and it's not working, we can actually change how we are experiencing by looking at what's not working for ourselves. So intimacy is not about the other person. It's actually about us. And when you really, really break that down into me see, whatever we're complaining about is actually our feedback to ourselves. So obviously, because it's, a, it's related to the reproductive system and the ovaries and testes, this actually can create libido problems if there's an imbalance. So libido for a man and a woman, whether they feel the desire to be pleasured in the intimacy of their sexual relationship and experiences. So some people will say, you know, oh, my libido's down, or I don't feel very good today, or, you know, there's jokes about the woman having a headache. And, and this is because we don't feel like it. We don't feel that sensitivity of our sensuality. So for a man, this is where sexual dysfunction occurs, such as premature or delayed ejaculation, or 
uh, erection dysfunction. This is also when we're just not feeling sensual. We're just not feeling any sensitivity of pleasure at all. For a woman, this is where she will just literally feel that there is, that she feels nothing in the sensitivity of desire and pleasure, that everything resides in the mind. And these are big problems. You know, there's a lot of people that have libido issues, uh, especially in long-term relationships, that don't know what to do about it. And they put it down to the fact that they know their partner really well. They've been there for a long time. There's nothing there. But actually, when you relay it back to the other person, when somebody is saying, they don't make me feel good, or there's no pleasure, there's no uh, sensitivity of desire of being in a pleasurable, sensual relationship with my partner. This is because of something that's going on for us. And the libido for many, many people is affected, especially in long-term relationships. And there is something that you can do about it. And I promise you during this presentation, that I will open up how you can change, how you experience your sensitivity and your desire for pleasure in your life. So let's look at the sacral chakra in a little bit more detail. It is a relationship center. It is always about how we're relating to everything and everyone. Everything is in a relationship with us. It depends on how we get up in the morning and how we approach our every day. And so if you are waking up and feeling negative, then your relationship with other things, events and people will be negative. And so it is up to us how we wish to wake up and how we wish to interact in our every day. Relationship is we're actually relating to ourselves on a daily basis. And if we have a lot of negative in a talk or conversation that's saying, I'm not good enough, I don't feel worthy, I'm not strong enough, I'm, I can't do this, uh, I'm not good at that. What happens is that that self-talk, we are our own worst enemy, no enemy would speak to us the way that we speak to ourselves. And so when we're having that inner dialogue, that affects the way that we feel and that also makes our vibration and our frequency very low. And when we're in that very low vibration, we will attract other people in that space of a low frequency, low vibration. And so it's important to recognize that we have a responsibility for our own relationship with ourselves. And if we're not relating to ourselves very well, it'll be very difficult to relate to others. And so we have total control. If something's not working, we can change our relationship with others, with things, events, situations and circumstances by changing the way that we feel about everything. Because everything is our own universe. We are responsible for everything we experience and feel. 
yes, there are events and situations and people in our external environment that might not be good. But it's always about how we respond and react. And if it becomes water off a duck's back, so to speak, what happens is we don't then interact in that negative way. Some people will be around us that are negative and are draining of our energy if we allow it. And this is all about keeping very good boundaries and keeping yourself comfortable to be confident to be you. This is about you being in your seat of emotions, feeling all powerful that you have everything in your power to change your experiences and to be in command of your true self and your true emotional self in terms of your feelings and emotions. This is our centre of creativity. The sacral chakra is all about how we express ourselves emotionally and creatively. This is where musicians this is where the song comes from. This is where the guitar gets played. This is where children literally excel in their creativity. Very young children can excel because they're not confined to the indoctrination of the norms of you're not okay to do that. You can't do that. You're not good enough. So very young children can excel really quickly because they're not subjected to the years of indoctrination of you're not good enough. You're not able to do that. And so creativity blossoms. Look at very, very young children when they're not hearing that indoctrination, how they excel. I've seen stories and I've witnessed very young children literally listening to how a guitar is played and then playing it without learning a single note just by watching, witnessing and recreating. And we can create whatever we choose by using that powerful creativity. Look how many times a child will look for different ways to get that bar of chocolate. They won't take no for an answer. They have the law of requisite variety. And that means that they naturally do not hear no because the mind doesn't hear no. So they frequently will find many ways to ask for the same thing. And what that's saying is that they usually get it. So as we get older, we lose that sense of awareness and understanding of the law of requisite variety. And so when somebody says no, we generally take that as red and we don't go about it and ask again. And so rejection is a very, very big deal in terms of our desire for movement towards things that we want to do. Because there are people in our environments that will say, you're not good enough. No, don't do that. Let's forget that. And so we stop. We literally stifle our creativity. And my invitation to you is to allow 
yourself to be as creative as you were when you were a child, when you were a very young child, because children always find a way to get what they want, even though the parent might say no many, many times. The sacral chakra is also our sensitivity and our zone for pleasure. This is not just in the intimate space. This is pleasure in every aspect of our life. This is pleasure in terms of the things that we seek to do, the highs that we seek to experience. This is feeling pleasure running through our veins. This is the height of intense desire, a movement towards things that you want to do. This is where the person will feel absolute pleasure in everything that they set out to do. They will find the good stuff wherever they are, in whatever event, situation, relationship or circumstance. They will always find the laughter, the pleasure, the playfulness, the sensitivity of laughing at anything and everything. This is where you will find some very young children. They may laugh at funerals and it's because everybody's so serious that they, they don't understand that seriousness and so they laugh. And this is the instinct of the sacral chakra, to seek pleasure. That's our natural, that's how we were born, to seek pleasure. And obviously our sexuality, our sensuality is all in the chakra. This is all about how we move in terms of our sexuality. And there are many people in today's world that are seeking sexuality in a way that wasn't so constrained by the Victorians. They're moving in terms of same-sex partners and marriages. Now, I have no judgments on any of these areas, but this is where the domain of the sexuality comes from. And there is a lot of people questioning their sexuality because this is a topic for debate right now. That sexuality, some people will feel uncomfortable about talking about our desire and our, ple our pleasure of moving into our sexual desire and pleasure. And that's because we've shut down the feelings and emotions. When things happen that are difficult in life, what we do is the body naturally. It's a completely natural defense mechanism and it will protect you by shutting down the feelings and emotions. And when it shuts down the feelings and emotions, it shuts down the very essence of our pleasure, our spontaneity, our creativity and our sexuality, our zone for seeking intense movement towards things that we wish to do. So let's have a look at symptoms of a deficient sacral chakra. So the first one I want to look at is motion versus emotion. So you might find that you're moving in a direction and doing things that will almost feel like you're on autopilot. 
like you're going through the motions without the emotion. And sometimes I've heard the phrase feeling cut off from the neck down, like everything's up here in the mind. And when it's up in the mind, then there is a challenge because there is no sensitivity of pleasure in the body. Now, the whole body is covered in pleasure receptors. And when we move through our everyday life in the mind, then we literally cut off 90% of what we could experience in life by experiencing it through the mind. This is not wrong. It's not it's not right, it just is. And some people walk through life literally thinking, analysing and conversing through their experiences rather than experiencing how they really feel. So whenever they're in an experience, they will talk through it rather than experiencing it from a sensory place. So this is where you'll feel detached, aloof, kind of detached from everything and everyone around you. This is where the personality will appear much more analytical, conversational, explaining things away, talking through their experiences of when they were doing something. So you'll find that when there's a deficiency, the person, rather than getting into the experience, will actually talk through it. So they will be avoiding experiences and rather talking through it. So this is about being reactive. So when there is a drama going on, the person will feel that they are experiencing a reaction rather than being rather than being prepared. So when there's a drama going on, they will react to that drama rather than being there in a space of emotion and feeling. And that can cause problems because when you're in a relationship, that's difficult. And you're working through things and listening for when something's not right and you're reacting from what they're saying you're not actually experiencing what they're saying from a sensory place. And so they might just want you to listen rather than try and solve their problems. And so when they're in a drama and saying things like, you don't love me, you don't listen to me, what they're really looking for is an emotional response. And so when we feel that the world is chaotic in our personal life, it is because we are in our mind. And so when we've shut down the feelings and emotions, the escape route is the mind. And so we find it very hard to connect with other people because it's difficult, it's challenging, because they're in their emotions and it's chaotic. But where you are is in problem solving. And when you're in this, this experience, work will be really good you'll get incredible results. You'll be the go-to person. You'll be the person that, that is the superstar, the high rise. You'll be the person that's go-to, got all the answers, have got everything fleshed out, and the person that is the superstar in the company, that gets the results. 
In work, you'll be the superstar. But when you go into your personal life, that's when it doesn't seem to work. That's when family, it's in your personal life, so it's family. It's your intimate partner. It's your friendships, your social. It's everywhere that you're not in work. And sometimes one of the strategies to get out of that chaos of things not working in your personal life is that you'll do more hours. You'll do more work because that's where it works. That's where things seem to make you feel good. And so there will be, as a strategy for some people, an indulgence of working more than being in your personal life. And that is because that's where you see and experience the greater results. And you can't work out what's wrong because everything works in your business and your professional life, that you go home and somehow or another, it just doesn't work as well. And it's because you're in the thinking conversation analytical in the mind because the emotions and feelings are shut down. And when you're in that space, it's very difficult to literally connect with someone at the level of the emotions because you are in a different place. And so there will be some challenges and you will feel almost ineffective in your personal life and very effective in your business life. There's nothing wrong or right about this. This is simply how it is. And when you have insight and awareness to the things that aren't working, this is the point when you become a witness, this is the place where you can change what's not working. Because when you can see it, when you are in awareness as your own witness, you can then decide, yes, decide that you can do something about it. In awareness, this is the place that you become present and you can change what's going on around you. Otherwise, you will stay in the place of, not, of it not working out. And many, many successful people reside in this space of it working absolutely amazingly in their work environment and not in their personal life. And they just can't work it out. And it's because they move into their personal life. They're just the same. They don't switch a switch and change, but they get to a point where they realise there's something not right. There's something that's missing. And that missing is the fact that they're in their minds, thinking, conversing, analysing, and talking through all of their experiences, rather than experiencing from a sensory place of emotion and feeling. This is where infertility resides and impotency for the men and women. And this is also where the menstrual cycle issues create in this, in this chakra. So of course, the urinary, uh, the bladder is also related to the chakra. Symptoms of an excessive chakra. So when the sacral chakra is excessive, this is the place where addictions appear. This is where we can be addicted to 
different things. And there is a, a manner, a plethora of things that we can find that we can be addicted to. Chocolate, we can be addicted to smoking, to music. So this is where we become very hedonistic, very looking you know, for that pleasure, that next big fix of pleasure. When we're excessive, we can be over-emotional versus under-emotional. What I mean by that is we can actually start experiencing an overspill of emotions where the person is always tearful, always crying, tears of joy, tears of sadness, tears of pleasure. There will be an over-expression of emotions. This can actually affect the home too. And so in the home, what can happen is that it will spill out literally into your water areas of your home. So it can affect the plumbing. So there can be problems with the boiler. There can be leaks in the taps. And this is where literally the water is overflowing in the home because we are an extension of our environment. And so when things aren't working and we see that we're in uh, leaks, uh, when things are, you know, sort of uh, blocked will be uh, a deficient chakra. And when it's uh, flowing, so leaks will be overflowing in our emotions. I know it might sound a little weird, but everything is frequency and everything is energy. And so if we are feeling over emotional, it will then spill out into our environment and to the people that are around us and will connect with other people that are over emotional or overly hedonistic, seeking that pleasure zone. This is also the place of promiscuity where we will be seeking more than one partner for that fix, that movement in terms of that push in terms of what we really want to experience. And so this is where pleasure and pain, BDSM, comes in. Where we're looking, we can't find the pleasure, so we'll be pushing, pushing the boundaries to find that place of pleasure. And it's really interesting that when uh, people are in this place of seeking pleasure, that they're looking for that push, they're pushing the boundaries because they find it very difficult to experience pleasure within their emotional centre. And so they will keep pushing to find where the boundary is to experience pleasure. And sometimes it moves into pain, pleasure and pain, the opposite sides of the very same coin. And so when we're moving towards pain, it's because we're really seeking, we're trying to experience the overextension of pleasure that we're seeking and just can't get to. So this is where we were overindulge in um, things like porn, um, sex, food, chocolate, uh, coffee. We'll overindulge in whatever it is we might overindulge in sleep. You might overindulge in TV, Netflix, you know, get an overindulgence of um, a series that's on. But this is all symptoms of excess where we're just moving into over the top 
to experience something. And people that usually move into an addictive behavior, it's because they're seeking that external experience of pleasure. So this is where our emotional intelligence can either go up or down. So if we are highly emotional, our intelligence goes down. If we are reserved in our emotions, our intelligence goes up. And so emotional intelligence, especially in our working situation and our business situation, it's very, very challenging for some people when they are in an excess of the sacral chakra because they will be forever being over-accessing and over-expressing their emotions. And so you'll know if somebody is over-expressive and very cheerful that there is an excess in their sacral chakra and so it needs to become in balance. This is the place of trauma. Many people hold trauma in this, in this centre because when we experience trauma, our body naturally shuts down the feelings and emotions. It's just the most natural thing in the world. We don't decide, we don't consider or think about it, make a decision. It naturally shuts down the feelings and emotions. And when it does that, then it holds on to that trauma. And so this can come out in dreams or nightmares. This is where we can get recurring dreams or nightmares of not feeling in control. But these are actually warning messages. This is where we are warning, our body is warning ourselves of that sense of needing to feel safe. It's moving us into a place of learning to trust learning to trust our instinct and our desires. This is where post-traumatic stress disorder resides. It's when the emotions and feelings are shut down. Then we move into the mind. So then we think and analyse through everything and converse. And so this is where we will feel a disconnect in our experiences in terms of our connections with others, family, our social our friendships and our relationships, if they have been traumatised. There are many people born in war-torn countries or countries in conflict that experience this trauma where they're always on their guard, always in their defence, looking for danger, experiencing, looking to see who's coming in the door. And trauma, when it's recognised, when you become a witness to that trauma, it may have happened many, many years ago, but the trauma is there to remind you to deal with it. The body keeps score. So the challenges are in relationships, how we relate to everything and everyone. It can restrict our movement towards things that we desire to do. It can restrict us in our body so this is where there'll be restriction of hip movements and walking towards things that we desire to do. This is about repressed emotions and being an autopilot, going through the motions without the emotion. How to balance the sacral. 
we can manifest everything that we desire by being in a balanced sacral chakra. This is our center of creativity. We can literally create everything that we desire to create in our lives by being in balance. Dance, sing, chant, and breathe your way all the way down to the lower belly, all the way down to where the chakra resides. And when you breathe the breath of life into the sacral chakra, you breathe life into all of your creations and you can create and manifest your dreams. So the sacral chakra affirmations, I am grateful for the joy of being me. I am living a pleasurable life. I embrace and celebrate my sexuality. I am allowing my creativity to flow freely. It is my birthright to receive pleasure. Thank you for your attention and interest. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is USA Global TV and Radio. You can find all our Talking Heads episodes under the playlist entitled Talking Heads 2022. Please do reach out to me if I may be of service to you. You can contact me on no more stress at live.co.uk or plus 44-7523-120-189. Thank you for listening. It has been my pleasure to deliver the Sacral Chakra to you and its healing qualities. Thank you.